The certainty that you want to have is that everything always works out for you. That's the certainty. Everything always works out for you. You get what you want. It can come in this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. It can come in an infinite number of ways and you don't care how it comes and you don't care when it comes. All you know is that it does come and it will come. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavis, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seekers, and welcome to another episode of the Prosperity Approach podcast. Today, I am really excited to talk to you about the superpower you need, the only superpower you need to redesign your reality any way you want and any part of your reality the way that you want. The superpower I'm talking about is the superpower of certainty. Certainty is not what you think, and certainty is the missing piece of your joy on the journey. Stay with me to the end because you're going to leave this episode feeling more confident to redesign or uplevel your life than ever before. So when we were in that financial freefall for a couple of years, and I was doing everything that I could right around August of 2018, when I started letting go of things, we actually had an opportunity to speak at a conference. And it was a hefty financial investment. And the way that it was presented to me was there would be 500 people in that audience, my ideal clients in that audience. It was a high ticket conference, meaning they were paying between $500 and $1,000 to attend this three-day conference. They wanted me to sell a high ticket program off the stage and I got to keep all of the proceeds. So I started doing the math in my head. If I sold a $2,000 program and there were 500 people and I had a 10% conversion rate, this would solve all of our financial problems. Like that's all we needed was that one thing. And so my husband and I decided together that we would go all in. And it was, it was about a $10,000 buy-in by the time all was said and done. We missed a week of work because it was a three-day conference. We had a lot of travel that we had to do between hotel accommodations and food. I mean, it was, it was nothing to sneeze at for sure, but I knew this strategy would win. Like I knew it. I was certain like this was the answer God had for us where we could avoid bankruptcy. We could avoid, you know, any of, we could stop the free fall, like all of it. This was it. This was it. And I had also bought into the whole idea that you only need one person. You only need one connection that's going to shift everything in your reality, which is, is actually true, but I was just banking everything on this strategy working. And I worked so diligently on my presentation. I practiced dozens of times and I knew that I was going to knock this thing out of the park. I was so intentional and so deliberate. And then we got to day one of the three-day conference and there were 19 people in the audience. Day two, we had 12 people in the audience. 
and they canceled day three. Now I got up there to give my speech and to sell my program to 12 people in the audience. And this is how many we sold. I lovingly refer to it now as the conference that wasn't because everything that we were guaranteed would happen didn't. And found out later that there were only ever less than a hundred tickets sold. I mean, it was just, there was lack of integrity going on in those uh, with the conference producers from the get-go. And I came home devastated from that. It was the end all be all. It was the answer. It was the nudge that I had followed. I had done my part. I had done everything that I could do. I showed up powerfully and I was crushed. It was, you know, the, it was the last idea that I had to save us from this free fall. And then I remembered something that I had read by Wallace Waddles. And he had talked about if you are working on something and you're doing your part and you do your part, not perfectly, but you do your part and you, you do everything that you're supposed to do and it falls apart in a perfectly unexplained manner. This means that God has overruled what it is you want and something better is coming for you. And he shared a story of one of his students that had a business proposal that he had and was very prepared for it. When he got up to deliver his presentation, it just fell apart. And rather than be really disappointed and rather than be really upset, he just was like, oh, okay, well, God overruled that. There's something better coming for me. And he went along his merry way. He said he didn't allow himself to feel disappointed. And within a couple of weeks, Another opportunity came in that was so much better than that original opportunity. He never would have taken it in the first place. So that came to me as I was lying in bed sobbing and I thought, okay, hold on here. I'm diving off these, off this cliff of disappointment here, but did I do my part? Yes, I did my part. Did I follow what I thought was a prompting and inspiration? Yes, I did. Did I do just my part? Yes, I did just my part. Well, then this means God has something better in store for me. And I had no idea what it would be, but I trusted it. And I got out of bed and I blew my nose and I got dressed and just let it go, so to speak. I did what I did. It was what it was. There's no use being really upset about it any longer. It's finished. What else does God have in store for us? Now, not only was this going to solve all of our financial problems, but this was the means to getting us to Hawaii as well. And it didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> and I, and I just comforted myself. I comforted myself thinking, all right, God's got a Gideon moment in store for me. And uh, if you've read the Bible, Gideon is called to gather this army and he gathers this army of 10,000 Gideonites. And God says, no, that army is too big. You need to cut it down. So he whittles it down and whittles it down and whittles it down until there's only 300 soldiers left in this army. And he's going up against this huge nation. And 
he just keeps trusting God. And he gets this idea to get in the middle of the night, surround the, the camp of the enemy and start banging pots and pans together and screaming loud and blowing horns. And so it was silly, but that's what they did. And because the enemy camp was so discombobulated because it woke them up from a sleep, they ended up like slaughtering each other rather than the Gideonites. And the Gideonites won with no casualties on their side. And that was done so that Gideon had no hesitation about how they won that war. Like he couldn't be like, it's because of my genius and warfare. It's like he was very, very clear on why they won and how they won. So I was like, okay, God's got a Gideon moment in store for me to get us to Hawaii and to get us out of this financial freefall and all of that. And I let that comfort me because what else was there to comfort me at the time than choosing to believe that? And within about 12 hours, now this was fast. I mean, usually it happens within several weeks, maybe a month or more, but within 12 hours, I got a text. I got a text from my aunt and my aunt said, we're selling grandma's vacation home. Now, grandma had died 10 years earlier. We're selling grandma's vacation home and you get part of the inheritance. The reason for this was that my mother passed away when I was 11. And in my grandmother's will, she stipulated that her inheritance would be passed down to her children. If any of her children preceded her in death, then that child's portion of the inheritance would be divvied out amongst the children of her child amongst her grandchildren. And that was the case here. So she said, we sold the house and you get a part of the inheritance. And that check was enough to cover Hawaii. It was enough to cover what my daughter wanted, what my daughter was manifesting. We had some car repairs that needed to be made. It covered all of that. Now it didn't Stop the financial freefall that we were in. But that's what got us to Hawaii. That was my Gideon moment. And that was the moment I developed certainty. Now, here's the thing about certainty certainty is not what you think it is. And most of us think that certainty is that confidence, that firm conviction in the belief that something is going to happen an event, something is definitely going to play out. We have the certainty in the strategy. This must work. I have certainty that this is going to work. And that's the certainty that I had going into the conference that wasn't. That was the certainty I had. And this is not the certainty that we're after if we want to make certainty our superpower. The certainty that you want to have is that everything always works out for you. The certainty that you must have is that no matter how it plays out, you get what you want. That's the certainty. Everything always works out for you. You get what you want. It can come in this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. It can come in an infinite number of ways and you don't care how it comes and you don't care when it comes. All you know is that it does come and it will come. That is the certainty that I'm talking about. That is the certainty that allows you to have joy in the journey because suddenly, if everything always works out for you and you don't know when and you don't know how, you just know that it will and you know that it does, 
It allows you to stop micromanaging the journey. It's why we hate the journey so much because we have to get our hands on it because we're trying to manipulate the hows of the situation. We're trying to change conditions and circumstances by working just with conditions and circumstances instead of changing the cause, which is us and the way that we think. And we have, we have our, our values all skewed into what certainty is and what we believe in. Certainty brings joy. It allows you to be in ease and in flow and to let go of the outcome and to know that even if the outcome isn't the way that you pictured it or isn't the way that you would like for it to be, that means something better is on its way. And that was when my priorities dropped in. That was when I understood what certainty really was, the kind of certainty that I was after to not only have joy in the journey, but to manifest what I wanted. That was what got us to Hawaii. So because I love reverse engineering everything, let's talk about how you can get certainty. So first and foremost, you decide that everything works out for you. Everything, without fail, without exception, everything always works out for you. The second part is to understand that the solution can come in a variety of ways. The deliverance can come in a variety of ways. Again, you don't care how it comes. You don't care when it comes. That one is kind of the tricky one. You got to let go of when you just know that it's coming and it can come in a vast variety of ways. You'll get what you want or something better and you don't have to know how all the inner game strategies. And then you follow those inspired nudges you get because we're not just going to sit around in our rocking chair and feel all the feel goods and not do anything because inspired action is a necessary piece in manifesting and in up-leveling and in redesigning your reality. It's not going to redesign itself, not if you want it to consistently redesign. You got to be part of that process. It's called co-creation for a reason. So I got certainty in manifesting and the hows of manifesting what I wanted. That experience with the conference that wasn't was a necessary piece. Like it had to happen in order for me to get certainty. So did it hurt us financially? At the time, it did. It it, it was a $10,000 loss when we didn't have $10,000 to lose. And yet everything happens for you nothing happens to you. And this was a prompting that was inspired. God inspired me to do that. He inspired my husband with, yes, this is the right choice. Move forward in that direction. And when we saw how it fell apart, many times we're tempted to be like, well, I can't trust inspiration. I can't trust that God actually talks to me because look at the direction that I was given. Look at me following my intuition and my intuition let me down and my intuition hurt me. But did it? No, it led to a critical piece in the manifesting puzzle for me, which became a critical piece in redesigning your whole reality. Because here's the thing, there's a difference between manifesting and redesigning. Manifesting can come in like out of nowhere and like, boom, things change. And that's really fun. But if you want things to consistently change, if you want your money to come in on a consistent basis, if you want to have consistently good health, if you want to have consistent soul-filled relationships and a consistent relationship with God, that requires a higher level of mastery than just like manifesting this, you know, with things 
just popping in out of nowhere. It's where you start, but the mastery is that next level of manifesting where you really can redesign every part of your reality that you feel like needs a redesign. And if you don't feel like it needs a redesign, perhaps it just needs an up level. It works for that as well. So I got certainty in the manifesting process. I knew what I needed to do. I knew what my part was. I only did my part. I figured out what the universe's part was and could leverage the power of the universe and the power of God. And I just did my part. But here's what I didn't have certainty in. Could this work on a consistent basis? I got certainty that, yep, I could manifest. But remember, it didn't stop the financial freefall. It allowed us to hit even. Like we were able to break even, but it didn't allow us to get ahead certainly not in our finances. And so I needed to go to that next level of manifesting and mastery. And that's when I tested it out in that following year of March of 2019 at that three-day conference in Orlando. So I had certainty that if I trusted those nudges and followed those nudges, that somehow everything would work out. Because what where we get caught up in and where we get stuck is that we get to the middle and everything seems to fall apart in the middle and it's messy there and very uncertain in the middle, but we don't follow that arc all the way through to the end. We're just like, see, I can't trust my intuition. See, God doesn't actually answer me. As a matter of fact, the, the things that I feel prompted to do end up hurting me. And then we stop and we go into doubt and disbelief and we play small again. But when you'll just stay that course and just realize, okay, this hasn't worked yet, but it's going to. Something's going to drop in so it can work. I'm in the middle. I'm not the end. I'm not at the end. I read a saying once that said, everything's all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. Okay. Awesome. It wasn't the end yet. So I followed that arc all the way through. I stayed in that certainty. I did my part. The whole thing fell apart. Something better is going to snap in for me. And again, mine came pretty quickly. That seems to be the exception that proves the rule. You might need to stay on that path of certainty and soothing and just doing your part. It, it might take you a couple of weeks. It might even take you a couple of months, depending on how solid you are in your certainty. But one way or another, something better will come for you and it will happen for you. So I had certainty that I could trust those nudges because I let it all play out and then I saw how it all worked. So I go to this conference a few months later, four months later in Orlando. And at that point, we were already filing bankruptcy. And by the way, filing bankruptcy is not like you just pick an attorney and like within an hour you file bankruptcy. It's a several month long process. It took us three months for us to get everything finalized and actually file. And so we were in the middle of that when I got to this conference and I had made a deal with God that I would follow the nudges. If I was nudged to purchase anything, if I was, whatever I was nudged to do, I would do. Now we had no money. We certainly had no credit. So we had no way for me to move forward if I was nudged, but I didn't care that we didn't have a way. We didn't have a way to Hawaii and God provided the way. Like that was the most beautiful Gideon moment that God could have given me at that time in my life. It was the most powerful and profound moment that he gave me. And you know, Thank you, 
the conference that wasn't. <laughs> Thank you, conference producers who lied to me through the entire thing. Like, oh, this opened the way to the most amazing miracle. So I go there, even though we have no seeming way. And I just said, I'd follow the nudges. So we go through these three days of conferences and there's a lot of people that come across the stage and their stories are inspirational. It's where I decided we'd never struggle financially ever again. And I, we got to the third day and I hadn't felt nudged to purchase anybody's program, not even the producer of the event. He had this big, huge program that was going to solve all of my problems. And I was like, well, this is this is interesting. I could see where this could be beneficial for me and for my business, but I don't feel nudged toward it. I don't feel my heart beating faster. I don't feel like tapping on my shoulder, like that spiritual tapping on my shoulder. I don't feel like my stomach twisting and like excitement, but kind of anxiety. I didn't have any butt clenching moments. It was just, it was just all very cerebral, quite honestly. So I get to that third day and I'm like, this is interesting. I'm going to get out of this conference without having spent anything. And again, sometimes we go to conferences or seminars with this like folded arms, like you're not going to get a red cent out of me, right? You're not, I'm not going to buy what you're selling. And then other times we're just like, I'll take whatever anybody is offering, right? So I wasn't in either of those positions. I was just like, I'm going to follow the nudges and huh, this, this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm going to get out of here without having spent anything. And then the last speaker of the conference showed up, came across that stage. And she started talking and she was electrifying. I was magnetized to her. She spoke to my heart. She was vulnerable. She was honest. She was transparent. And I started feeling the nudge. I started feeling those whisperings. Now the whisperings to me come in my own voice. They come softly. It comes in my own vocabulary, but it sounded like this that's your next coach. You need to work with her. You need what she has to offer. So my heart starts beating a little bit faster. My stomach starts twisting just a little bit. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fair. Let's see what she has to offer. Whatever she has to offer, I'll go for it. Now, I was under the impression that all of the guest speakers were offering right around the same price point. And up until then, everybody had offered between $1,000 and $1,500 for their programs. And even though, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money, I figured, you know what, I can scrape together $1,000 or $1,500. If I have to donate plasma, I'll donate plasma. If I have to, you know, if I have to work overtime, like I will do whatever it takes. I will do whatever is required for me to purchase her program, but it shouldn't be that big of a deal based on what everybody else was offering. Oh, nay, nay. God wanted me to grow and he wanted me to stretch. And I was ready for that next level of stretch. And she rolled out her offer and it was a two-day retreat, group retreat for $3,500. And that did not include travel, food, or accommodations. Now, thankfully, it was in California, and I live in Utah, so airfare wouldn't be that much. But it was a $4,000 investment when all of was said and done. And you want to talk butt clenching? You want to talk stomach twisting? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't even know how we're going to do that. And yet, that's what I was instructed to do. Whatever she offers, say yes to it. I need it. 
I'm ready for it. So I took that order form. I filled it out. I had no credit cards. I put my debit card number on there. I marched back to her table, slapped it down in front of her. And I was like, you need to give me a couple of weeks to get the money for this. Now, her retreat wasn't for several months. And so I knew I had a little bit of time. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. We have a little bit of money, but I am going to be there because I had certainty that I could trust my intuition and I could follow those nudges and God would provide a way and give me a Gideon moment if that's what was required. And within two weeks, we had the money because I was so committed to being there because I trusted that nudge now. That's the gift that certainty gives you. I knew that I could trust this nudge. I knew something amazing and miraculous would come of it. And I had no idea how to get there, but I also knew that I would be nudged into bringing in more money. And I was, and I didn't donate plasma, though that would have been easier at the time, but it certainly didn't lend to my growth. I was asked to do things that made me feel uncomfortable. At that time, my business was in ruins and I hated sales and I hated reaching out to people. And that was exactly what I was told to do, but I trusted it. And I let it be awkward until it was elegant. I let it feel uncomfortable until it wasn't. I let it just kind of fall out of my mouth. And people were saying yes to working with me. And I was getting easy wins. And suddenly, we had the money to be able to go. And that led into bigger miracles and bigger leaps and led to quantum leaps in very real and very practical ways. So start where you are. Know that everything always works out for you, that the solution can come in a variety of ways, and God knows what is best for you, what is going to lend to your greatest growth, and what will dazzle you the most, what will bring you the most joy. And so if your way doesn't quite mesh with God's way, and it doesn't work out in the way that you envision it, stay on that path. Stay in that certainty and know down to your cells that this just means something better is headed for you in ways that will dazzle and delight you. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was valuable. But of course, I am all about anchoring in these teachings in a very real way. So pull up the notes app on your phone or pull out a piece of paper and start looking at all of the ways that God shows up in your life, especially the small ways. Where do you see angel kisses or heaven's kisses or God's fingerprints on your life? Is it in a blue sky? Is it in comfort from a friend when you need comfort, a random text that somebody sends you? Is it from a message on a billboard or a bumper sticker or hearing a song just randomly come across the radio or a meme that shows up on your desktop. Those are all ways that heaven communicates with you to let you know that you're not alone, that you can trust in God and trust in heaven and trust in the unseen. So list those, all those different ways that God shows up in your life, big ways and small ways, and then connect with me so that I can celebrate with you. It's one of my most favorite things to do is to connect with my audience, connect with my listeners and celebrate the wins with them. So send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is Allison Chavis underscore A-L-L-Y-S-O-N 
C-H-A-V-E-Z underscore. Drop me a DM. Let's celebrate together. And we'll see you next time on the Prosperity Approach Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 